0: Blog Talk Radio love, 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 love. This is Tim, filling in for Mr. Nate Bush, who is off in Rio de Janeiro, winning the Intercontinental title, I believe. And with us, we have the great T.R. Shock, Thomas. Yowza, yowza,
1: yowza. That's uh, the way it should be said in the old uh, sitcom that you and I were old enough to remember, and that's my now- Corny, hacky signature. Hello.
0: I love it. I think it's it's quite fitting.
1: Yeah, I'm doing it on purpose just to piss people off and have other people say it sucks. Uh, just, just, I just want to brew in the haters' mind about how how great we are.
0: Well, after our without getting into any of that situation, uh, I think I'm starting to enjoy when I annoy people.
1: Yeah, it's the best way to be. If you don't have haters, you're not doing nothing right seems
0: that way, at least in the podcasting world, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I, are, don't go on, is Nate on? No, Nate is, uh, as I said, off winning a... Uh, entering the uh, Invitational Tournament in Rio de Janeiro for the Intercontinental title.
1: Well, he'll Tra- have some translation. Uh, tough...
0: Translation, Nate uh, just messaged me, and he had a... Uh, Minor personal issue he had to deal with, and uh, he's off dealing with it as we speak. So we're just the two of us for tonight.
1: Ah, just the two of us. Just I called in when it was just the two of you and I, I didn't expect to. But it's kind of it's kind of cool when we have uh, that dynamic where <clears throat> it's like the free bird tag team rule where we can uh, – defend the title, i.e. run a podcast, yet the third can tag in at any moment, and chaos ensues. I listened back when I called last week when you graciously stepped up for me, and I kind of liked when I was angry and half-sick and feisty. So
0: It's good entertainment. It's a cool thing. I think I also, yeah, for possibly, sure. possibility exists that Nate is also just stomping up and down crying because the Mountaineers went down in a flame of glory, but uh,
1: I don't know what they do down there when they're upset, so it's a day, I'm not like, sure what as the much,
0: West Virginia ritual would be for when they lose, you can't really go out into the streets and smash cars and loot or anything, really, so,
1: now hey, you gotta walk like nine miles to find a car, right, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and the one that doesn't belong to a relative.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Cha-ching! But anyways, what do you think of what gonna, for the first two offerings? They're going to loot coal mines. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not realizing they're just helping the man by digging more coal.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're yeah, going to get enough. killed.
1: They're our number one listenership, aren't they, West Virginia? You're gonna we love Either West the Virginia.
0: phone's going to start ringing or the downloads will be, you know, minus four for this episode, but... Uh, anyway, move, yeah, nah, I, I'm not sure what's going on. He didn't say. He just messaged me like literally, uh, you know, two minutes before the show was supposed to start. So whatever it was, he said it was not to worry. It was nothing serious, but uh, something he had to deal with. So, I mean, and who knows? So I'm sure we'll have an update, or uh, perhaps he'll check in later when he, if he gets done dealing. So... Said in West Virginia, like for me, that that means the power's off, or uh, you know, uh, there's a flash flood coming, or something crazy like that. But in West Virginia, I, I don't know what constitutes a, a minor emergency. How a whole
1: doing? different world. As as we progress in this journey together, maybe we'll have a, a reality based <clears throat> series where we all live in the other one's uh, house, sort of like celebrity wife swap without wives.
0: Well, when I saw, you know, when I looked where he lived, like I always think of, well, I mean, for those who don't know, I'm up, I'm in Grand Prairie, Alberta, which, you know, go look on the map. Um, I always kind of think I'm sort of isolated, but I live in a city that, you know, 60,000. So compared to Nate, I believe Logan has, I want to say, like 3,000 people in it, something like it's not a big place. So, he he actually lives a much more isolated uh, lifestyle than I do. Actually, because I've gotta drive to do anything. Where, well, I have a you know, million people around me, but I. Yeah, go and then ahead. there's you who you probably have to drive to do everything. But if you wanted to go do something, it's well within your. You know, you're not a five-hour road trip to go to a game or whatever it is you might want to do. You can probably it's in your backyard, basically.
1: That's funny. I I have the accessibility, but I want to be isolated, which is uh, the irony. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't mind, The irony of me. I can't say I complain about the isolation. Doesn't bother me much. Keeps you from having to do things and make friends and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I felt kind of guilty tonight looking at Villanova because they are literally uh, when they play home uh, up 476, commonly known as the Blue Route from my area. With no traffic, ten minutes to get to where they play their home games, and if they play a big national home game, they play at Wells Fargo, which is 15 minutes the other direction. So, I mean, I believe Nate went to a few West Virginia games this year. Where, how long was his drive? Did he say six hours? Or something?
0: I'm not sure how far he is from Charleston, but I know when he came home the one time, it was you know midnight, and he's still driving to get home. So, you know, that's some dedication to the to the cause.
1: Yeah. Do you have the uh, the games that are going on as we speak, uh, kind I of in do. the background? Or anything? Um,
0: quick update: We've got uh, Purdue is leading Texas Tech thirteen to six, but that game's only five minutes old. And the Duke, uh, Syracuse twenty seven, Duke twenty four.
1: Jesus, uh, that Syracuse game. just won't stop.
0: They just keep hanging, and they're kind of, I don't have the sound on because I'm, of course, doing this, but I was watching previous, and they're just kind of annoying Duke a little bit, you know, like that fly that just doesn't want to go away, and they they just just—they're hanging in there. So there's uh, four minutes left in the first half, so I think they're doing a lot better than anyone would have predicted so far. Jim Beheim
1: is the uh Greg Popovich of the NCAA and a lot of people find him to be you know full transparency a fucking dick but I love the dude. I uh I love when he caught, he got well, in trouble and lost some wins on his uh all-time record and he he mocked it on a post uh post-game press conference and stuff. I kind of like a heel coach uh,
0: in, in I always sport. thought that whole taking wins away and championships away five years later was, was rather a bogus thing anyway. I mean, everybody knows who won the games.
1: Yeah, what does it matter I, I, whether,
0: I, you know... I'd give the back. Uh,
1: the word you're looking for is gay, but... Um,
0: okay, fair enough. As uh, politically incorrect as that is, yeah. I, I, at, at 50, I understand where you, the word, the usage... That you're looking you for. know, I think
1: it, I, I think it's age forty-five to sixty, um, predominantly northeast. But if you if you uh, have heard that expression before, without it remotely uh, discussing uh, yeah, it has absolutely sac- nothing to
0: do with anybody's sac- sexuality whatsoever.
1: No, it's just soft or corny times five hundred. That's what yeah. that's meant to be, yeah, but we're on a national broadcast, international broadcast, I should say. So I'll try to refrain from my own slang that only my own people get, yes, it, because we know, just in case we know it hurts we one do
0: feel not. Here. We don't want to insult the good people of Norway, who apparently are coming no.
1: in these Norway, days. Norway, new listeners, right? Yeah. Norway, sure you're hockey-ass shit, though, ain't they?
0: That's possible, but... but I don't know if basketball has any following in Norway or not. I don't really know.
1: I mean, These Norway's... fucking rid- white people.
0: Rid- ridiculous. Well, you say that like, Tom, are you black?
1: No, I'm white, but I love, uh,
0: you know, all sports. Uh, yeah, you might as well be black, though. And I say that in the nicest ways.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I got bad you credit. Could, you and could I'm easily kidding. be a
0: brother. Without me getting in the trouble for using the word brother,
1: you d- but you just stopped me from going down a bad road with the brothers.
0: <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, anyways, um, uh, looking, the West Virginia a of the game. Let's start
1: with that. Uh, first, first half um, defense. Uh, what we all knew about West Virginia came to play. Um, got nine turnovers, which Villanova only averaged ten, um, which is still a decent number for a team that good, but um, they only averaged ten a game, and they had nine in the first half. I don't know what it ended up. I know they improved in that department in the second yeah, half.
0: And I don't know.
1: Uh, as, as, as To be honest you with season? you, to be honest with you, um, I can say this objectively because I uh, Villanova is a program that won a national championship and then had a, was number one a lot of last season, but, you know, had an early exit for them and is back in the top echelon again and are marketable, et cetera. And I believe objectively the refs may have been a little bit um, quick to call a foul on a reach in or a, slight body contact.
0: Yeah, even I noticed there was a stretch there where there was three or four where even the Villanova players were kind of looking around like, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I still believe that Villanova was the better team, but, uh, you know, it looked like they got a little help when they were down.
0: coming Coming from lame and me, uh what I saw and what I see the statistics backing me up here was West Virginia while defensively just ridiculous with that pressure and all that. Uh can't shoot the three. Seven of twenty eight from for threes. It's twenty five percent, not so great. Only thirty eight percent from the floor, not so great. Uh in ninety eight attempts. Whereas Villanova scores ninety points on uh, seventy-five attempts, seventy-eight attempts, they shoot fifty from the floor and fifty-four from three-point range, and then of course the foul, the free throws—they get twenty-three points on free throws. And there's the difference in the game, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's usually a factor.
0: You know, that's—I mean—that's a uh, rather uh, short way of looking at it, but from what I saw, they. West Virginia could only hang in there for so long in the scoring department And when they started to give up the fouls uh, and Villanova just kept going to the line and sinking them they didn't have an, they tried to answer with three point shots but they they didn't they couldn't and then they're just turning the ball right. over and you know and it's coming right back down the court at you again, and you know they just i mean i it was for me for me for entertaining, and I know you didn't get to see it it was probably the best game I've seen so far from start to finish. Actually, I didn't get where to see Where it really game, was I, in doubt.
1: I, I actually did get to see little did I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You I'm got downstairs. the end, right? I got the uh, f- end of the first half and the full second half. Little did I know with my infinite tex- technological uh, lack of wisdom that I could in my current TV bullshit situation that I'm not going to go through that there's a there's a goddamn app that shows all the Marsh Madness games. You, it's free, and uh, you yeah, know I something in my that, mind.
0: I just I just assumed you knew that. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, something oh, okay. clicked in well, my well,
0: mind my that I had heard,
1: <coughs> so I, I I clicked it on, and I I was genuinely interested. I wanted Kansas out due to our wide men can't jump bracket. <laughs> to where uh, I think if they were out, that would have increased my likelihood of making a comeback from the dead win if Duke beats Villanova in the Final Four and then wins the championship game over. God knows who's coming from the other
0: side. Yeah, that's just a a crapshoot at this point. I mean, pick your poison. I got a 99-year-old nun with that Loyola team. Yeah, I mean you can you can defend. I mean you, you I can't blame anybody for picking Loyola. They've looked good despite their, you know, that they're not really what anybody considers to be a powerhouse or anything like that. Uh Michigan based on the last game anyway looked like they wanted to go they wanted to win at all the way they played, but I don't know if that's anything they can maintain. Uh, even Florida State looked pretty good. Considering, but I, I, mean, I can't be—I can't be surprised. Whoever wins over there, I won't—I won't be slightly surprised. Not even a little bit. Uh,
1: I mean, I would like it uh, just for—I I don't want this uh, this Loyola team to be in the. Well,
0: I wouldn't want uh, to see they've them went, win.
1: They went. They've far had their in my fun case. now, and
0: they can go. That's how I feel about. I, I looked up today because we were curious um, who who was the lowest seed to ever. Uh, win, and it's, uh, uh I believe it was actually, I want to say Villanova,
1: it was a 9, whoever it was. I think they were a 9. Villanova in like 85,
0: that. Villanova
1: in 85, I believe, was a 9. Yeah, or I, eight. I eight or, or was nine was what
0: it was. They were either, in, yeah, it was either an 8 or a 9, but it wasn't a double-digit, so. Um,
1: can I yeah, tell yeah, you, I, I don't, a, I don't uh, know
0: how I feel about that.
1: Can I tell you, I mean, I'm all for the that... end of, but. Let me tell you a story about that '85 Villanova team, which uh, may shock you, um, and it's it's a it could be a one of those uh, what do they call them? Um, not fables, myths, um, urban legends, legends? Uh, urban. Le- it could be an urban uh, key key word after you hear the story: urban legends uh, <laughs> in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, where I live. As I mentioned, a good 10 minutes away with 476 from Lancaster Avenue's Villanova University, so everybody was very happy and proud. And might have been the day after, shortly after the weekend, whatever, there was a now-defunct club called the Bungalow Inn. It had a downstairs, which was open to everyone, and upstairs was private for after hours. Several members, including Ed Pinkney, Dwayne McLean, Harold McLean, uh, basically their stars, John et etc., showed up.
0: The McLean brothers were what Dwayne and Gary. Um, probably. I'm thinking of Harold Jensen. So yeah, uh, Harold Presley was the the name I know off that team. And you said you said Harold McLean, but I think it was Harold Presley. But anyway. Or Harold Jensen. Yeah. You might have met too. Harold Jensen, yeah, a white boy who could shoot.
1: But uh John Pannone and Harold were were the white boys, but um, <clears throat> they went up the famed steps that I went on to many of time, and the bouncer did not let them in due to their color. Um, oh,
0: Jesus. And I'm not talking about what they were wearing. Yeah, eighty-five. Well, I guess eighty-five is. I mean, lots changed in thirty years, but even so, one would have thought in eighty-five that wouldn't have been that big a deal. But
1: now that's that. That some some say that that wasn't what exactly happened. They say it. What you did need a membership to get in, and you needed if you were a guest, you had to sign. The uh, a a member could get two people in. I was underage at that time. I, of course, I eventually got a membership when I was 21. But, uh, you know, uh, was I underage? Yeah. I 69. I was born. Whatever. I was 16 years old. But uh, probably 15 going on 16 because I was a December baby. But um, anyhow, uh, Urban Legend has it that they wouldn't let the national champions in.
0: And the other story but it was after that was – after they
1: won a national title within
0: days. Oh, I thought you were talking maybe before or during. Or after, the, well that might have just been spite then too, perhaps. Well, and and the again. thing is, uh <laughs> my my
1: town was probably Clifton Heights was probably about 97% uh Caucasian and you know, maybe Hispanic family here and there, something like that. And I don't know, it was kind of like subtle, it seemed like subtle racism. And like I said, this is an urban legend, but there was some truth. The other theory is that some of those members were underage and came up expecting the royal treatment because of their victory, and the bungalow used caution because they'd have to break their own policy with a membership and signing in and also letting underage people in a establishment which could risk a license if somebody wanted to be a prick. So was, one way or the other the national championships got uh, championship team got turned away from the Bungalow Inn, which is now not in mm-hmm. business, so I'm not I'm not killing anybody. It's uh it's over and done. Well, Maybe that we'll get Ed Pinkney yeah. on and see if that happened.
0: I was just looking at the Villanova that uh, their uh, run that year. Uh, maybe at the time that was well known, but it wasn't to me that they'd actually played Georgetown uh, twice that year and only lost by uh, two points and uh, seven. So maybe them be- maybe them beating Georgetown in the final really wasn't such a stretch as everybody had it out to be. No, I mean you know, that's, they weren't. That's as considered big. one of the big, big upsets of all time in in the NCAA, but maybe not quite they as big. They weren't
1: as big an underdog uh, because of that division rivalry, and because uh, it seemed um, Rolly Massimino, God rest his soul, the coach of Villanova, um, had game prepped very well with Ed Pinckney, their big man, who played. Strangely, well against Patrick Ewing, who was the dominant force in 1985.
0: That might be another one of those. Uh, what we're seeing, like as I look at this further, um, what we see a bit of today that they had of uh, at the beginning of the season, they started off like you know nine and zero or something, and then they were mediocre. Looking at uh, what nine and ten, eleven, you know fourteen and five, fourteen and six or something like that. Then in February they lost a bunch of games, and then in the Big East tournament they got uh, they got blown out in the semifinal against St. John's. So maybe that was a case of uh, perhaps uh, Villanova was a little bit better than uh, what everybody thought they were. But they they took a you know, like look like what we've been what, what we saw this year, where somehow it seems if you don't win your conference title, you you're a ten or an eight or a nine or whatever. Yeah. Or, so. Man, you I mean, I understand about why they do times. But...
1: Here, I'm going to have an old man moment um, with the Big East back then. Bayheim, believe it or not, was a coach, a head coach of Syracuse at that point, uh, still. <laughs> and uh, the late Lou Carnesecca, I believe he's passed away, I'm almost certain. that St. John's, had uh, Chris Mullen, uh, a, a cat called Walter Barry who uh, was a left-hander uh, who reminded me of pros, and I was shocked that he didn't really have a great pro career because he was one of those long, dunking machines. He had a lot of the the skill they set of, like, of, the...
0: Uh, they had a couple of players. Uh,
1: um, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson yeah. Yeah, and, uh, they were badass. I want to
0: say there was another... They had a white... <laughs> Now you've got me saying white boy, um, uh, who played for the Bulls. Uh, tall guy, big guy, center. Um, Weddington was was never really any all that. Uh, Bill Weddington. Yeah, yeah. He played. He played for them too, so they had a pretty good. Uh, there's nothing.
1: Yeah, they to were stacked there. For,
0: uh, yeah, no, there's nothing to scoff at there.
1: Syracuse had uh, my at that time. I was playing basketball every day. And
0: actually, did you say Lou Carnesecca? You thought had passed away? Yeah, he is actually still alive. He's ninety-three. Go Lou! How about that? How How about that? eh oh, that's the, like Jeff Warren. Fu- yeah, I, I mean the internet's I'll, I'll, a wonderful thing, but yeah, J.W. Storm.
1: J-W. Similar to J.W. Storm, it's fake news I'm
0: spreading. <laughs> well, no, because I stopped you. See, we have a, a yeah. here at Wide Men Can't Jump, we have a, a series of checks and balances better than the but, federal government. <laughs> but any, anybody,
1: anybody that follows both shows and gets that reference, I can say for sure that Lou Carnaseca did not fuck my ex-girlfriend at the Red Roof Inn.
0: And if he did? I'll buy him a beer well, that's a for story. his 94th birthday. Yeah. That's a story and all the power to him. Speaking of that, but the Cuse, I, real kidding.
1: real 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 quick before you switch up, uh oh, go
0: ahead.
1: The Cuse the Cuse had uh my childhood idol who's who definitely is dead because it bothered me when I read it. He died at age fifty one, I believe. Dwayne the Pearl Washington. He was their uh street ball turned into legit ball point guard who just I played and emulated him every day on the uh schoolyard because he would be the type that would uh go between the legs and behind the back before it was fashionable and hit somebody Uh, looking to his left that would you know come crashing from the right and just head the other way because he knew he delivered a perfect alley oop kind of dunk so he's a slick brother that Dwayne pearl washington
0: sounds like something somebody off of uh,
1: welcome back cotter hey um the white white <laughs> yeah, shadow. run with that,
0: so... <laughs> You're talking about Freddie... Oh, yeah, Puzzle, the White Shadow, too. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That's way Freddy Boom
1: there. Boom Washington, for your reference, and, uh, and the White there Shadow. There you go, huh?
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good, very good. Had Coolidge. What, Epstein, and, uh, and Horshack, and Vinny Babarino, Mr. Travolta. The, uh,
1: you know, the uh,
0: this this is straying, but since we
1: went there... um. Ken Reeves uh, was the White Shadow, am I correct? Yes,
0: yes, I believe so. And
1: he he is now the president of the Screen Actors Guild, uh, SAG-AFTRA, because they combined them with the television union. He's the top dog. He's got to be.
0: A, top dog. No, well, no offense to Ken Reeves, but he's got to be getting up there.
1: Oh, I mean, he's not watched
0: there. that show. I was just a kid when that show was on TV. Yeah, that's he's 70s television, be, brother. Okay, he's he's not anywhere. Oh, maybe that's that him. No, that's a different Ken Reeves. Uh, we'll dig that up and see what we can find. Cause I'm, I, oh, he's it's Ken Howard, who, who yeah played who played Coach Ken Reeves. Reeves on the show. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Oh, he's passed away.
1: Oh, he's, uh, he has.
0: He passed away in 2016. He was seventy-one. <laughs> I guess fake no. news again. <laughs> no. But he—he he definitely no was. Was I? In yes, this you had all film? that. You had all that correct. He was re-elected in twenty-fifteen in the SAG after all that was all. You were right on the money with all of that. He just is no longer with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was an extra in Creed, uh, and I—I I, I, I got you know. uh, SAG after pay, and I, you know. You know, you get the waivers and whatnot, and you get a a lot more than just a regular j Brown extra. And uh, for those of you who (sighs) watch the movie Creed, if it plays, I am the bald head security guy. A little peach fuzz. You can see me in the ring in the main fight if you look hard enough and pause and so forth. But I was three feet away from Sylvester Stallone. To a point after the sixth day he was referring to me as big man, so me and Sly are pretty fucking tight.
0: Did you think you could take him
1: uh no, because a very big guy his,
0: right?
1: He had his lifelong bodyguard who literally was the best bodyguard I've ever seen a no, but a guy one, who was about, one
0: on one one on one. You meet uh, Sylvester Stallone meets you in the back alley and wants to wants to take your money. Take him?
1: Uh, right now, because I have the flu, he'd probably be able to get it off of me. But um, in that particular time frame, I was in my normal shape, and he was aging, even though he looked pretty good. I would have kicked the fuck out of him.
0: Um, I'm thinking but, all the guy really would have to do is just run for a little bit, because with his... Even though he's really muscled up at his age and all them all them steroids, he'd like to, lactic acid up pretty fast, I would think. Well, I I'm not I'm
1: not a cross country guy myself, but um back to his real life bodyguard, a terrifying man who was equally up there in age but has been with uh, Sly for a long time. He had dreadlocks, a black gentleman, who literally if uh you know even Ryan Coogler who's went on to be the main guy behind the Black Panther movie and so forth was very down to earth but if even Ryan the director of the film got close to sly in a in a raising voice kind of capacity which he didn't in a disrespectful manner but you're like no 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 man I want it this way and they would have discussions uh it was almost in his instinct. He was a scary man, his bodyguard, whoever that guy is. Um, looked like the y you know, that wrestler, that new Jack ended up beating up Gypsy Joe.
0: Mm, vaguely.
1: Well, it's, it's, but not, it's a but big. Not really, uh, though. It was like an internet sensation because Gypsy Joe's an old shooter and. He wrestled till he was like 80. I think he wrestled New Jack when he was 80. But he would like shoot headbutt you and p- twist your arm and do the old hooker shooter techniques. But a definitely tough older man. And uh, New Jack ended up like stabbing him or hitting him with a bat or
0: something preposterous, and yeah. well, they had to New stop Jack. the match. You can count on stupid, isn't it? it would be him.
1: Yeah, I I had him in LaughCastStudio.com dot uh, com in studio with uh, it was very uh, ill thought on my part to bring him because the studio is just downstairs from off
0: Skipoffen's home. I believe well, we've got a caller. Uh, go ahead, sir. What's up, boys? Sounds like you're in a car or in a freaking storm.
2: I'm in a car.
0: <laughs> okay. Nate Bush, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah, just uh, handling, gotta go handle. Uh, uh, there's an issue that I'm in the process of heading towards to handle. It's, it's not an emergency, nothing major, but I thought I'd do a run in real quick. Okay. Yeah, it's nothing bad, nothing horrible. It's just a matter of um, going to do what i got to do. So you
1: know how it is. well, Well, West Virginia bad could be different than our listeners' bad. So you don't have to tell us what it is, but does it involve physicality?
2: No, no, nothing physical like that. It's,
0: oh, the peasants uh, aren't like burning fires with the pitchforks and that sort of thing?
2: No, no, it's it's nothing of that nature. It's nothing physical, nothing that will put me in harm's way. It's just a uh I've I've an issue it's, no a, it's a
0: sacrifices. family issue.
2: Um no, no, nothing of that nature. It's just a family issue that I'm dealing with.
0: So uh, I'll
2: leave um, it at. That. Nothing nothing of no, an emergency uh, sort. But no West Virginia sheriff to... is going to
0: be calling, looking for bail money. No,
2: no, no nothing like that. It's uh, it's a, uh, it's enough. enough to keep me from being able to be on the air with my microphone, um, but not enough to where I couldn't call in while traveling. If that makes
1: sense. It actually sounds like you're calling from a fucking plane. <laughs>
0: the outside of one.
2: I hear I hear our uh, I hear our show sometimes and I have to do it from my cell phone and it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> I apologize for my shitty connection down here, and uh, I'll be leaving you gentlemen shortly. I got to listen to some really cool stories there. I was on hold for like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't notice. Uh, really, my,
0: my apologies, nah, cause I got caught good. up in it.
2: It's all good. It's all good. sounded good. Uh,
0: sure. <clears throat>
2: West Virginia, though, man, did those boys not play their hearts out. Just uh, too much talent on the other side. Syracuse was too much. Or, not, excuse me, you,
0: Villanova. You need Villanova to tell whoever's work, coaching West Virginia or whoever whoever handles that stuff, they need to get my man from Chapmanville so they have some three-point shooting.
2: Yeah, the shooting was bad. Um Hard to stop a team like Villanova, though, who was just knocking down jumpers. They figured out the press in the second half, and while we had players that played well, we don't have the athletes that Villanova has, and that's what came back and got us in the end. Uh, Foul trouble in the second half just destroyed every chance we had. Uh, Big 12 played very physical, and West Virginia showed that when an officiating crew is on the court that's going to call those little chintzy fouls. It's going to get them in foul trouble early and often, and that's what led to their demise. I'm not blaming the officials for the loss by any stretch. They called the game fair, I thought, for the most part. Uh, a lot of people down here are calling bullshit on the rapping, but I'm not. Uh, I thought there was a couple calls both ways that were iffy, uh, so I'm not blaming the rest. I'm blaming West Virginia's lack of shooting, and their defense was great, but you can't let a team shoot from three what Villanova shot tonight and expect to win. Uh, I'm going to miss Javon Carter and Dax Miles for sure, but uh, hey, next year, those boys are going to be tough.
1: Well, a, a, a well-known coach and a great showing in the NCAA uh, attracts people that might be undecided at this point. So, you know, good for West Virginia. I, I told you, honestly, that I, uh, if it was anybody but Villanova, I'd probably have chose them to advance. But, you know, Villanova's a strong, strong team.
2: They're no joke. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Speaking of Villanova, while we have you for one minute, I wanted to bring this up with Tim earlier, but I forgot. Um, Villanova for such a good program, traditionally, I mean, they had a few down years. But I can't think off the top of my head anybody that did any real damage in the professional ranks. You
0: know, that's a really good point. That is
1: a good question. We will...
0: My fingers do some walking here.
1: I mean, I should know, um, but uh, the kids from that, last uh,
2: year—they had that Hart kid get drafted, but I haven't heard of him in the league this year. So
1: he's a Laker. Uh,
2: yeah, so uh, they like him, but he's a—he's a bench player. Right. I don't hear much. I don't hear much from the um, I
0: Yeah, when you look at their uh, list of guys who went on to play in the NBA. Nobody's really jumping out at me here.
1: Archer Diacono, if I said that right, I don't even know if I said that right.
0: Um, well, I, he, mean, you got, I mean, Ed Pickney had a cup of coffee in the NBA, right?
1: Yeah, he was not not a, not a real factor.
0: But, but um, nothing really to speak of. Um...
1: Ryan Archer Diacchino, or whatever his name is, from the championship team, was on the Rockets for at least uh, ten days this year. I don't know if he's the last guy on the bench or in their G League or something, but he was with the Rockets earlier this <laughs> year. Yeah, you know, I'm um, but, but but I that's know, what I've I mean. They much. don't they don't have any standouts. They have guys that might make it and be a bench player, but. I can't think of anybody that's went on to be a good NBA player. I really can't. And I'm if somebody's obvious and I'm missing it, I'll really h- hate myself. But um, off the top of my head, I can't. I think mean,
0: that. I, I mean of the names I know on here, and I only know him because he was a was it in Toronto for a while. Was Alvin Williams? Oh, so I I
1: mean, mean, I'm that's... missing an ob- I'm missing an obvious one. My bad. There I, is I one also. There is one all-star player that I can think of, current all-star, Kyle Lowry. My there bad. There oh. I didn't there know
2: is, he went there. there.
0: Yeah, there is one. Yeah, he left after oh. his sophomore year. Duh. All okay, right, yeah, there's one. Fair enough.
2: I really didn't know he went there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't think of him, but I had to rack my uh, what's left in my brain. But, yeah, he's a North Philly kid. Then he went on the main line, and I, this year he got some North Philly back up on him because uh, when they played the Sixers, he and Ben Simmons had a little collision and a little okay. huff-puff and at I'll, half court. Sorry. And uh, the North Philly in Kyle came out because he was like, yo, Rook. And he ran and said come on towards his uh, dressing room a la that Houston Rockets Clippers fight and Ben just uh, knew better than to go after a North Philly guy half his size because North Philly's a little crazy
0: (laughs) Uh, well gentlemen
2: I'm going to to step away and let you guys finish up Uh, if I get done what I need to get done here within the next hour I'll call back if not I will holler at you guys at another time and I'll explain more off air uh, if I can.
0: White um, men can't jump through drama.
2: Nah, it's nothing like that. I'll uh, I'll explain drama.
0: later. Drama. All right, Nate. You
2: So you guys have well, a good sir. show. Sorry I couldn't. Sorry I couldn't be on longer tonight. Uh, so I'll talk you guys later.
0: All right, man. All right, Nate Bush. Um, now you to go back checking to in Villanova. from the
1: side of a plane, like you were saying. I yeah, from... Call him from a plane. You said it's like outside plane. the plane. Uh,
0: Paul yeah. Arizon, does that name ring a bell?
1: Paul Arizon is a
0: legend, yes. Okay, well, he was. He is a Villanova grad. But that's, yes, he is. You know, 19, in 1950, so I just can't really be expected to know that. But there's a there's a big name, named to the top 50 greatest players in NBA history in nineteen ninety six, so can't argue with that. But moving on from that. Yeah. Uh the other quick game. update on the scores. Uh Texas Tech has pulled ahead of Purdue, thirty twenty five. And uh Duke was uh, I believe is thirty four twenty seven Duke at the half. A seven-point lead, but nothing that couldn't be couldn't be overcome. But knowing one Duke. That'll be twenty by the end of the second half. But
1: I filled out two brackets: one that's ours, and one that's pro wrestling and whatever. And I have the same matchup uh, ending up Villanova and Duke on that side of the final four. One I have Villanova winning it all, going through them, and one I have Duke winning it all. So if that plays out, oh, at least look I'm and at-
0: one. When I look at your bracket here, um, of course, like a lot of this, I was trying to explain to somebody earlier that, you know, don't be too excited if you're in fourth or fifth place right now because if you didn't pick the right teams, you're not getting any more points, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And if somebody who picked the, even if they've only picked the the champion right, is going to pack up another 360 or 320, whatever it is. Right. That you get So I mean there's Yeah I mean there's uh, Like for instance I'm not picking on Nate uh, Nate is in the top Or was Oh well, Has there been some Been some readjustment here Since I looked last He was in the top Five or six Until Today
1: His champion and then he just his champion
0: is gone And then His champion is gone And now uh, uh, West Virginia Is also gone So he dropped From like Five or six Down to I haven't even come across him yet. Nate Bush, where did your did you drop that badly?
1: Yes, I think he. he well, I mean, I, I don't think have he him did front of me, because
0: but. I mean, Ian and Mister Riccoboni has moved right up there. This because
1: uh, he was on Purdue, baby, and Purdue is yeah, still and he's,
0: around and winning. He's he's doing well enough in the last rounds to. Uh, uh, and surprisingly, my my prodigy uh, Dumbrova Jr. is uh, in second place.
1: Uh-huh. I don't know
0: how that happened, but he picked Villanova to win, and he's he's hanging in there. I'm not sure who he's got winning at all. I you know, got Villanova winning at all. I don't know who he has. Like just, like for instance, okay, here's a perfect one. Travis Heckel is tied for for second, but he can only get 360 more points. Whereas Yeah, Kentucky you, was his Shock. champion. Yeah, whereas you, Mr. Shock, who right now are thirty ninth, but you can get seven hundred and twenty more points. You got that right I got. So there's where the difference goes. I've got two in here. I've got one at seventeen where I picked Michigan to win. And then I've got another one that's I don't know, my my other one is just horrific. Like forty-first or something. Where did I can't find Nate? Where the hell did he go? Uh, Asked a big guy like that, and I can't. Oh, he dropped from he dropped from four to twenty-one, but he can only get forty more points. He's <laughs> yeah, going to find himself not, at the bottom of the pile by the time it's all done,
1: eh? Yeah,
0: but then that's what you get for picking Cincinnati. My God,
1: really? Then there was Kansas and Clemson. Oh. Uh, I did watch most of that game. Um, Kansas looked too big and strong early. Um, Clemson, uh, God, his name is on the tip of my tongue, was a one-man show. What the f? If you got it in front of you, that um, big, uh,
0: the 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 tall dude. Mm. Uh, he is dead,
1: fairly well. he is fairly tall, but.
0: Uh, he's uh, not the on center. On. He, he he
1: he's an outside shooter. His he's the third DeVoe. DeVoe. Um uh, who Gary we got here? We've Gary got...
0: DeVoe. Oh Tim, you fool. you Or it might be Clemson. Ah,
1: I'm not sure. It's G DeVoe uh, the third.
0: Clemson, box score. Um we've got No. Reed, Mitchell, Neg DeVoe, guard, yeah, okay, yeah. He had thirty one.
1: Yeah, at one point he had seventeen of their thirty two points. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: had thirty one, so uh played the played forty minutes. Played the entire game. Just crazy. Yeah, ha had
1: they uh had they showed up a little bit in the first half They'd have uh, been advancing, but mm, they Kansas obviously
0: is... don't have any bench, eh? That they uh, they played eight players in the entire game, uh, only uh, 36 bench minutes. Yeah, that's the same squad as Kansas, Kansas didn't either, so. Uh, he was, yeah, he played 40 minutes, was uh, 10 of 17 from the field. Three for nine from three point, but eight eight for eight of nine from the stripe. Um, yeah, he by far outperformed anybody else on the team. Wasn't real shame when you see an effort like that fall
1: short because he he really wanted that win.
0: Well, and they I don't know I didn't watch the end of it, but it but when I'd stop watching, it seemed to me like maybe if that game, if they'd have had even one more guy, and if that game would have went for another three or four minutes that that score might not be what it was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Kansas was fouling out left and right, and you know...
0: But Kansas doesn't have a
1: bench either, do they? Ah, I mean, you know, this time of year coaches, unless they're completely confident with uh, some role players such as, you know, Villanova has their six-man rotation and then throws out a couple other guys, but... um, you know, they shrink they shrink the uh guess ava-
0: it's not to. availability, but shrink the players a little even bit. A, even a big program like that, it's hard to keep uh you know, who nobody wants to go and sit on the bench.
1: Yeah, um interesting matchup with Beheim and uh Krzyzewski, considering they are like uh Trying to give you an example Like uh, Best friends But like I was thinking of some Corny Sitcom That I can't Pull from my memory
0: Um, Perfect strangers
1: Yeah It was like They're like Balky They're like Balky (laughs) uh, The other dude Whoever the other dude is
0: Larry Cousin Larry Uh, God
1: if I know I think it was
0: Cousin Larry But I I'm not sure
1: I, I'm happy to I, say uh, I
0: don't know. <laughs>
1: I remember Larry from Bewitched and Larry from Three's Company. Um, so there's a lot of Larrys.
0: Well, Perfect Strangers. It was Balky was the the, the, the foreigner. Yeah. Uh, what was he? And I don't I don't remember his name in the real world. Yeah, yeah. I was just a kid when that was on. I don't. I remember. Cool. We'll I,
1: I, I know his name, but i uh, I'll get it later. Bronson I'll Pinochet? Know. Pinch Show, as we say it in the Johnson's States.
0: Pinch Show or something something like that, yeah. I remember the show vaguely, and then I seem to remember him being on something else, but uh, that's back when they recycled those guys. Like, you got a show, and well, that one didn't work. All right, well, let's put you in this one and rev it up for the fall.
1: I'll tell you, that Three's Company with Chrissy Snow's boobs, she was only on uh, for, uh, I think, two seasons. Uh, it seemed like she was on forever, but she was not. But her boobs used I to always, bounce around uh, like crazy.
0: I always liked the uh, um, the nurse. It was Terry. on later in the, the. Yeah, the the one. I mean, she what, I think it was it was Chrissy, and then her some her. Was it her cousin or something that's,
1: Jenna Lee I Harrison.
0: The, yes, who was a good, who was a fine looking specimen too. But I always Great jokes like herself. The, the, yeah, the, the nurse always just did it for me because it was like, yeah,
1: that's... Priscilla that's, Barnes.
0: That was, the fa- that, was the, that was the fantasy, yeah. That's a good, I, I hot, think I uh, found pictures of all them like, nude.
1: I think I fa- found well, pictures was, of all them nude.
0: She was nude on... Um, uh, mind you, she was older by that point, but... Uh, I don't know, that was one of those crazy uh, horror movies by... Um, uh, I can't remember his name is escaping me now. Rob Zombie. Okay. The Devil's Re The Devil's Rejects. are one of those crazy uh, camp films that he was making back in the day, back in the early 2000s. And She gets naked and raped and shot, I believe, if memory serves. It was entertaining. Oh. Yeah. She's a three. And she's a three um. boobed woman in uh, one of the Kevin Smith movies. She's a fortune teller with three breasts.
1: I'll tell you who... Uh... No, I won't, because I flash back to uh, it was either Playboy... had to be Playboy, right? It couldn't have been Penthouse where Suzanne Summers had a spread. It had to be Playboy,
0: right? I would think Penthouse was more... It didn't really go for that sort of thing at that time. But uh, yeah, they were... that was the classy... Penhouse, that... You know, it's as dumb as that sounds, it was the classy magazine.
1: Yeah, Pl- playboy had playboy. a spread of uh, of of that Suzanne Summers who uh is now probably seventy something, but she was a little in her not. day
0: boy. She was a little bit crazy. She I think, who she, I think she lost that job because she wanted um, she wanted to get paid as much as what uh Ritter was getting paid.
1: I'd have paid her nobody. double, Ritter. Just a shit. They
0: told her, "Well, they told her she's crazy. Nobody watch this. Show. It's, as pretty as you are, nobody's gonna watch this show without. He's what makes the show go. Without him, we got nothing."
1: John Ritter, not to not to keep belaboring this because we're talking basketball, was uh, a fantastic physical comedian for his time.
0: No, um, well, we're not on. Very, we're not on the Wednesday night flagship. We can talk about whatever we like. Yeah, I know. Suzanne Summers is um, 71, you called that.
1: Yeah, she's... And she there. was not Playboy, um, so... She was fantastic looking in her prime, and even after her prime. Uh, probably still looks good for her
0: age. And I know um, she, uh, she set many boys to stroke when uh, she uh, did the Master commercials. Yes.
1: Most <laughs> unbelievable. This was, this was where I was going to go uh, earlier. Um, most unbelievable rack on a sitcom person that really makes no sense now and I'll elaborate after I reveal the name uh, Meredith Baxter Burney from Family Ties from, uh, I guess. Which, from
0: Family Ties? Who is uh, um, I, I believe is a lesbian now if memory serves. Well that's that's where
1: I was going. Yeah she's a 60-plus-year-old lesbian and full-blown, like, short haircut and wears, like, work boots and so forth. And I don't know, you know, God bless her. She already had you know, male-female relationships. But she was on uh, Superstars, ABC Superstars. Do you remember that oh, show? Yes
0: I remember. yes, I remember that, yeah.
1: And she was in a blue one-piece, not a bikini, just a one-piece. And it was the first time I saw her in a swim competition. And there was nothing under that one-piece except wetness and awesomeness. And to you, <laughs> Meredith oh, Baxter-Burney, yes. you, you. You, you did the trick for me when I was a young man. And I never looked she's at you a, as Mrs. Keaton again.
0: She's 70 years old yeah they're up there, man speak. but yeah so are we but you know what you know what's interesting there though I look her up she's seventy uh and worth seven million dollars, according to this, which who knows, but they must you know that's probably fairly close uh Suzanne summers is seventy one and is worth a hundred million dollars,
1: yeah, she and killed one, with that. Thy master I as you say, thing must
0: have raked it up. Well, she was on a sitcom for quite a while with uh, Patrick Duffy. Yep. No, I don't remember what it was. I remember
1: what it yes. was called. But there's two different ones, isn't there? Because Patrick Duffy was with Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe too, or am I thinking of
0: something or, else? Well, he was on, da- he was on Dallas. No, I'm past the Dallas the, point. He was one of the Ewing boys, and then he was on what the I don't know what that show was called. I'll have to look, I'll have to zip that up. Uh, where he had a, she had her kids and he had his kids and they, back when that subject was probably fairly taboo on television, maybe that's why it's. Uh, why it went. They had the mixed family like the Bradys, but it wasn't as much of a comedy or a silly comedy as what the Brady Bunch was. I managed uh, Patrick. In, uh, in Minnesota. From all reports, a, a nice guy, Patrick, Duffy.
1: Sabu is
0: what I meant, sorry. Uh
1: boy, he was in a little Sabu, Sabu, it's all the same. <clears throat> what sucks he is, is the, I can't you know, do voices with this uh throat ailment and
0: congestion. Yeah, no, keep that thing down or you'll be you won't be able to talk again. <laughs> step by step uh, is the name of that show.
1: Step by step, yeah. And uh the the one That's I'm the thinking of there. had the one I'm thinking of had uh, Paul Reiser with Jamie Lee Curtis, whatever the hell that show. Or no, Richard Lewis maybe.
0: Well, if one of them had Jamie Lee Curtis. Paul Paul Reiser was in a show with Helen Hunt.
1: Right, right. They all had a chick with yeah. nice tits. Just let's
0: That which is, was uh, um which I also the name of escapes me, but it uh, was was a cultural phenomenon back in the, in the day. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, she was a good-looking woman too at one time.
1: Uh, she had that movie Perfect, where her body was perfect. Too bad Travolta was blowing people behind the fucking trailer.
0: Oh, not Travolta! You got to yeah, wonder about that dude.
1: You guys, I know you got a hard-on probably from uh, Jamie Lee. So come back and I'll fix that.
0: <laughs> just a little, I live. I it just I I get a a visual of him uh, on the massage table. Uh, going yeah. lower, <laughs> lower, just a, just a little bit lower. And
1: hey, could you put your crotch in my mouth?
0: Okay. But don't tell anyone. That was a big thing, too. Right? You know, don't tell anyone. Well, why? You know, it would be the first thing you would go and do, right?
1: Yeah. um Yeah, good old Scientology, John. um Keep it going, yeah, buddy. You him have Kelly and the, Preston and all the cock you want. It's like a buffet over there in your big old jet.
0: Think of all the, uh, uh, yeah, that all that he passed up. And Although he was, um, now we're really going back there. Back when he was on, um, welcome back, Carter, he uh, uh, was, uh, I think, engaged or was going to get married to a, a much older woman. Like significantly older Like 20 years older And they kind of Tried to hush it up And then Go ahead Go ahead And then she uh, Unfortunately She got cancer I believe And and passed away So they didn't have to There was talk That they were going to It was the show Or or the wife And all this kind of stuff You know Hollywood secret Behind the scenes Kind of thing But it never came to be Because she died So he never married her Of course Because he couldn't But
1: I thought it was a plan just to blow her son. But anyway, well,
0: it might have it might have been. Now back then he was, you know, it's kind of funny because if you look at a, a cover or a poster from uh, Saturday Night Live, or whatever it's or whatever the second one was, which I can't remember. Saturday Night Fever. Um, Saturday Night Fever, right? Not Saturday Night Live. And then there was another movie. They made another uh, sort of a sequel to that one. But, I mean, when you look at him in those movies, like, like, no offense to anyone who happens to be gay, but he did fit the, I suppose it's politically incorrect to say, the stereotype. But it's hardly surprising, really, when one thinks about it.
1: Favorite song that jumped out of me on a Saturday Night Fever uh, disco? era soundtrack was uh I don't remember the artist a female. If I can't have you I don't want nobody baby. That's nobody, always baby. resonated. If
0: yes, I can't have you uh uh-huh. that's a good song. Yeah very, no very good thing, song Glorious now the uh the uh you can't go without singing, you know, Stand Alive. Speaking of which I think that might have been the name of the other movie yeah probably was that was probably was that was a big uh the saturday night uh, Fever soundtrack was a that was a multi platinum powerhouse that i think deservedly well. so i I'll, I'll still I'll still
1: listen to those songs if they come on and i you know i'm a little offended that you uh maybe i maybe you didn't say their name you just said their song but in my presence they are not known as the Bee Gees. They are so important to me. I call them the Brothers Gib.
0: The Brothers Gib. Well, you yeah. know what? The Brothers Gib. Say what you want about them, whether you like that style of music or their high-pitched or more high-pitched singing, but those boys found an audience, and that audience gave those gentlemen a lot of money. Yeah,
1: the BGs so, with little brother Andy Gibb. The. Uh, the troubled Andy Gibb, who I believe overdosed in the middle of yes, his uh, I you are on
0: that. Lily
1: White career. These Australian imports overdosing. What's wrong with them people? You get uh, you get the beautiful Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Emma. She What, what a dope she is. She, she went to Calgary. She's up near you right now. You could probably find her if you looked. Isn't it yeah, still cold as shit up there?
0: Um no not really we've kind of oh, passed God. the worst of it now and Calgary's a little further south than me so like about I'll give her a, a break, break south. so well, what's she doing hanging out with Lance Storm
1: yeah she's on her Instagram uh, she... showing she
0: he taught her did he not
1: yeah these these girls get in their heads that they're going to be fundamentally sound which is I guess accurate but. You know, forget the promos there. And Anyway, it's her and Chelsea Green, our graduates, who is uh, Impact Wrestling's Laurel Van Ness, both Uh trained by Lance Storm, but a a strange coincidence, both one currently and one ex-girlfriend of Zack Ryder from the WWE.
0: Oh, the Zack Ryder.
1: what a pair of fucking babes to land. Zack Ryder, you go... Oh, yeah, I mean, that's... You know,
0: full... Way to go, Zack Ryder. I mean, you... full woo, points woo, woo, me woo. For that, you know it. You gotta wonder about some of them. I mean, I guess it's kind of... I mean, you're, you've are you been in that situation, so to speak. I guess it's it's kind of like, you know, making the movie together sort of thing, where they're around each other so much that it just becomes... Easier sure. to, to date inside that circle or have the fling inside that circle because it's just convenient. And then when the movie ends, or the shoot ends, and <laughs> the, the celebrity couple stays together for a little while until their next movie comes along, and then they pledge their undying love to one another, and they'll be friends forever, but they're no longer uh, an item.
1: Well, a realistic element also is that uh, they they're conditioning, especially in the modern era here, is they're they're some of the most attractive males and females on the planet, and they're they're each other's peers and get to know each other on a friendship slash yeah, personal level.
0: they have no fear yeah. of um no go ahead on then i'll will throw in my nickel
1: well, I mean in my old days of uh driving the boys around and hitting the hotels and whatever, there would be women readily available for them who now 30 years later changed the reality that they were groupies slash ring rats arena rats whatever you want to call them and now they you know trying to get a piece of this me too movement or something but um, that's another commentary for another time but there was only you know one or two women around a sherry or a baby doll or a missy and that's you know that's contemporary that's the 80s is contemporary before that it was just the mullahs and those types once in a while so they would go from city to city and have, in a lot of cases, younger, dumber women uh, that were more attractive than any other uh, you know, alternatives. But now they're on the road co-working and, and sharing rent-a-cars with some of the most beautiful women in existence. So God bless their uh, their souls banging each other all the way across the country and the world. But that Chelsea you can do, you can do pretty odd, guess, too right? if you're not familiar with her.
0: I'm not. I'll have to look her up. I don't I don't know don't know her. Um Laurel I was Van Van throw Ness in there is that rolled I was gonna throw in there of course too that the celebrity world they're not worried about the next hookup, eh? You know, you and I, you know, you, you got married, I got married, um, and when the shit hit the fan. You know, you're worried about, okay, how in the hell am I gonna pay for everything? I'm gonna be alone, or you know, when I find somebody new and all that stuff. Where's my money gonna come from? Blah 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 blah. Will I get to see the kid. Blah 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 blah. And celebrities just well, you know, I got a million Next. million dollars. He's got he's got a million zillion dollars. Next. I'm not, yeah. uh, there's 50 more people in the wings waiting to date me who are just as rich and famous as the guy I'm with, or close enough anyway, or even more so, perhaps, depending on who they are. You know, not too hard to to go out and back. I mean, they don't even really even go into the dating world. They're kind of in their own little pool there all on their own anyhow.
1: I really love me some Missy Hyatt. Uh, more so attitude than anything else. I think she's officially made the transformation from... Uh, she was a, a wrestling fan, lifelong almost where she was like a pen pal chick. I may be mistaking her with Sonny, or they may both have, but she was Melissa uh, as a kid. And then, you know, infamous Tommy Rich meeting and uh, et cetera. I don't want to go into details in case you know, we're on iHeartRadio now. I might clean up my act a little bit, but um, <laughs> oh, red owl. she <laughs> she, uh, she clearly became Missy and not Melissa and lived with Jake the Snake Roberts and had John Tatum and married Eddie Gilbert and became Paulie's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, chick to distract people and so forth. And uh, I've always been friendly with Missy. I like Missy. But Missy's still got a friggin' hot body. She didn't take out those big cans like Medusa has. I don't know if Medusa had any health issues to take them out. But I think it was a poor move on her part if it was done when it didn't need to. But anyway, that's just a side uh male chauvinistic, <laughs> misogynistic, whatever the yeah, fuck that word is. Has to have somebody has to tell the truth once in a while on the air. But um Missy kept those things and and works out accordingly because when you when you have double D jugs it, it does affect your back eventually. And she says she has a sore back sometimes, but she talks about uh you know, doing D D P yoga, not a plug for Diamond Dallas, but just came up, not doing a Chris Jericho on you. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but she, uh, you know, she was in Philly, and I, I, I was going to make an effort just to just to see her in person because she really she really looks good. Uh, I think she uh, we did the research, and if I'm 48, she's got to be 54. I think you did that before, 55 or something like that.
0: Yeah, that but, sounds
1: that sounds about right. But uh, long story short, I I, I was. Uh, cool with... uh, I was busy that weekend or whatever, and I never got to see her up close and get another updated photo with her and whatever the hell else she wanted, baby. But um, she... uh, I I stumbled across... uh, It was uh, one of those things like uh, re-exposing Rob Feinstein, which, you know, have added whoever did it, but it's Rob... Likes men. He that's not been a secret to anyone. And uh, whatever that show was, uh, Social <laughs> Warriors or something, caught him with a chat with a 14-year-old boy and all that. And anyway, everybody disassociated with him. He laid low, and now, you know, he'll be at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and everybody else forgave him. So whatever. But. <clears throat> there was part of this little thing to try to smear him again where missy uh was missy still and it wasn't that long ago and she detailed a story of going to Rob's house but she had that one of the boys mentality and I want to be the victim I want to be missy's ring rat if you're listening missy um <laughs> she was she was with Feinstein, and and it's her words I'm not I'm not you know uh exaggerating it's it can be found. She said she was at his house and he has a pool, so she got naked on purpose and got in his pool to try to F with him because she knew he was a mark for her. And that kind of turned her on in a way where, like, she's one of the boys. Like, even though she's female, she's got been on the road, and that's her whole life. That's her mentality. At least that was Missy's. The current Melissa is a little more reserved, works in an office and so forth. But um, the gist of the story was Mr. Feinstein – did not come through in the clutch. Little Rob didn't
0: grow oh, no. when she uh, <laughs> oh, attempted no. to
1: to close the deal.
0: No, if the guy is so. not of that persuasion, that's not really that surprising.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, at the time
0: he was, uh, I think he's still to a degree. Um, he really always was on the, on the fence more than he thought. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know. I uh I just know if that opportunity presents itself that uh just in case yeah, I get be, some kind of panic attack. Little T
0: R will become big T R?
1: Yeah, I'll be I'll be ready with even if I have to stop it uh, as my friend Mike Rainey would call them and pick up gas station boner pills, I will grab those. <laughs> I'm not well, gonna be you know, left empty handed.
0: I think to be honest you know if you are presented with one of your um uh what's the word i don't know crush or that that uh, celebrity that you always thought was all that in the bag of chips and you actually have a shot to score you i think you better you better take that hard to the bucket boy yeah you gotta you gotta uh win
1: that battle in the uh bedroom as far as the, your love love making ability well you know.
0: Go down swinging, whatever euphemisms we'd like to use, but.
1: Well, you got the first two words right. I I don't care who's been there.
0: Yeah, that's well, probably why I had Bell's well, palsy. You know, let's be honest. Uh, you can't really expect to get anything that you aren't giving back, right? So. Well, you, sure. Um, you know, Tom, Tom I, Robinson has got a, got a long list behind him, so you can't really expect the the female of your life to be you know, virgin Pierre. That's, I'm asking not oh, a
1: bit me. much. As I cough like a HIV victim. Anyway, um, sound like Pedro from the real world. Jesus Christ.
0: Is Philadelphia?
1: Yeah, it is Philadelphia, but that's not what I mean. Anyhow, um, we just, I just made a new friend, uh, 76ers fangirl who has pretty good opinions about the Sixers on Twitter, and I, I, uh, I talked to I, I DM'd her back tonight, maybe bring her on on our flagship show on Wednesday. I hope she didn't I catch that we're on tonight and get scared
0: away of uh, the, the guy believe talk that segment. I it would be very good to get a, uh, a female voice on the show. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, as we know from our brief foray into that world with an earlier guest, they do tend to offer a slightly different... Take on things, and in some cases, a, a drastic different take on things. That's interesting. You're referring, you're referring to Karen. Yes. Okay. Who may be back because, on the show uh, at some
1: point, perhaps? But I, I, I thought that uh, I, I forgot that we had a female on other than her. Um, well, Karen, uh, Karen doesn't want to be part of the. Uh, we still haven't named it or, or got all the uh, clips. Yeah, we'll yet, have to, we need like to stupid
0: do. seven. We might have to come up with a slightly less uh, uh, harsh word than stupid.
1: It I, is stupid I I though, know. and
0: it's yes. I if we explain, if we explain that, go ahead. That's our fifth. That's our 50. That's because we're old, and to us, the stupid thing doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, it you know, to me, stupid is a compliment because in stupid. in the case of Tornack, the stupider the joke, the funnier, in my estimation. Yeah, or but, I mean, when
0: I was a kid, that's what an older an older kid would he'd go, hey, stupid, and that was oh, he noticed he only called me stupid, but he's talking to me, so it's not yeah. really you know, it's not really a slam there really. Whereas now, of course, that you know, can't mean anything but negative. Well, back to
1: Karen. Okay. She uh, she expressed her disinterest in being part of the of the seven. Her her uh, show, and I'll give them a plug. It's uh, every other Sunday at Laughcast dot com. It's called Monumental Waste of Time. It's a transgender former male friend of mine who's transitioning to a woman named Karen from Philadelphia, and she was a regular part of our show early on. Um, She prefers not to be on the flagship show, but said a show like the Sunday Night Roundup or something where we're just shooting the shit. She'd love to be part of that. So we'll find a spot for it Well,
0: that's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Because I will say to add to that, um, as I did the other night about uh, don't miss out on a show because you don't like somebody. Don't let the if you're not comfortable with the whole transition thing and that bothers you on some level. Uh, you're missing out because actually, I mean, I've never listened to her entire show over there. I've listened to bits and pieces, but she is funny. Say what yeah. you want; it might be a little, might be a tad bit crude, on occasion, but she is funny and she pulls out some pretty good one-liners. So there's there's some entertainment there to be heard. Very very talented Just, uh, stand-up comedian in her former um, alias. Yeah, see, I I struggle just like you do. I don't know what I don't want to offend anyone, but I don't know what words to use, and I probably end up offending people more by stumbling over the words because I don't know what's the accepted uh, vernacular, as they say. But uh, to me, that's uh, she's she's caring to me. So I never knew her in her previous life. So whatever, (laughs) I don't I don't have a problem with it, as, as we found a few people did which I don't quite understand, but that's a, another hey, topic for another day. Doesn't stop yeah, us that's from higher and higher and um, higher. For a quick basketball update, we have uh, Duke 54, Syracuse 50 at with seven minutes left.
1: It's a little too and close tech? for my comfort for my
0: champion. Yes, and Texas Tech is Holding off Purdue, 41-39, with, but that's still got 14 minutes left. So, lots of time there yet. Both Not games still a up for That's yeah, a close both, game. Both Purdue two, seniors
1: will pull that bitch out. Probably. I do have Purdue winning yeah. this round, I believe, by memory.
0: I believe so. And then we'll have to have Ian back on if that happens. Or, Lord forbid, Purdue yeah. wins at all. and Then we definitely have to have him back on.
1: Cause he got well, he, he blanche because he's such a fucking nice guy. I I hate him. He's so nice. I'll probably see him tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow night
0: I end up down there at the Wolves I, game. He struck me as the kind of guy that would just... He reminded me a lot of... Uh, or Nate's friend, uh, Mr. Skaggs, and he, uh, reminded me a lot of Ian. Same sort of approach. Uh, real positive-sounding guy who just seemed to be happy about everything. And, and whatever he was happy about, you felt like you just... Really needed to be happy about it too. Yeah, what a
1: downer he is.
0: Ugh. <laughs> a pain in the ass. <laughs> Fucking... he's got the life. He's, he's got the uh, life. I like, wish I had the bastard.
1: Like, like he doesn't have enough goodness, like b- emanating and beaming around him. And then on his off time, he reads to children.
0: God damn him!
1: I can't wait till Purdue <laughs> loses now.
0: And then I'm looking. I was looking with with uh, Neil, with uh, Nate's friend Neil there. And, and then and then goes, well, how, how old are you? Oh, I'm actually a year younger than you. And I'm going, okay, I'm 50. My claim to fame at this point is a podcast. Uh, this guy's 27 and is the director of basketball operations for a university. Where did well, I go? That's West wrong?
1: Virginia. That's West Virginia time too. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, but where, where did I go wrong there? Some, somewhere <laughs> something happened. I, I don't know. But I West, West, Virginia, West. West Virginia.
1: West Virginia's the uh the, the real-life equivalent of the movie Idiocracy.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Here we go insulting the fan base again. That,
1: they, I love that movie where they 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 were they were puzzled that the crops wouldn't grow when they filled 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 the fields with Gatorade. Yeah, that was something else. And Luke Wilson, <laughs> who I might add to my list of people I've met in my lifetime and had a shot with in the uh, Spotted Pig in the Greenwich Village sec- section of New York City. Uh, but anyway, name drop. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: drop them if you got them.
1: Luke Wilson was like. No, put water on the crops, and uh, he ended up almost being executed. It's a it's a Mike Judge film for you folks who didn't well, think, and I didn't at the time, I didn't at the time think that uh, the United States of America could get dumber because it was just kind of a joke, but a lot of things turned into almost reality in this day and age. I think it was a 2006 release, and now in 2018 it doesn't seem so far-fetched. Yeah, if but you were to
0: watch just, it now, you might go, is this guy, like, is this supposed to be a comedy, or is this some deeper, darker look at the <laughs> underbelly of America yeah, and where we've ended up? A
1: dramatization based on actual footage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, what are we doing on time here, buddy?
0: You know, surprisingly, we only have nine <laughs> minutes left, and I just, I just feel like <laughs> I think you should just keep talking, but... Because we haven't even come yeah, close to... I
1: felt this coughing spell coming on. That's why I was checking. I don't know how. I thought yeah, there were be three nice, voices we're,
0: where I could... And I, I'm going to assume that Mr. Bush is not going to make a, an appearance. So, to spell you. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sure uh, Mr. Bush on, on another note, uh, tomorrow is the uh, is the 76 ers t wolves game.
1: You know, I might use reverse psychology and take the Wolves and offer some crazy thing (laughs) when I bet on the Wolves.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, just go put any money on it, and that'll probably take care of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh...
0: Works for me, usually. You know, truthfully, if they
1: weren't on the back-to-back, I would stand by the Wolves coming in here and beating the shit out of the Sixers just because of what I went into um, the, the last time we were on air that they've been playing these teams have tanked and everybody's anointing the Sixers, which I'm, I I said to Marshall Harris from, uh, CSN, uh, NBC, CSN Philadelphia, he covers the wraparound of the games on Twitter that, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm happy, but they're going to get complacent playing teams that uh, are tanking. And I mentioned the the name Sam Hankey and he, he gave me a, uh, uh, a response and I get along and I respect him. Um response that was uh not necessarily disagreement but uh pointing out that I I I miss word. I put Sam Hinkie's blueprint which isn't correct in the current tanking team's uh strategy. They they found out mid-season that they suck and they didn't get rid of a lot of players for assets and all that shit. It wasn't a devised plan. It was just Okay, we suck. So let's try to get a good draft pick. We it's fell season. into
0: we fell into sucking. <coughs> fell into sucking. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're seeing that like on a totally unrelated note, a different sport. That's starting to happen a little bit in the hockey world too, where it never did before. Where oh, teams be are. Yeah, where teams are going okay. Um, our chances of getting out of the first round, if we struggle that hard to make it, are zero. So to hell with that. We will unload our our star, well, not necessarily our stars, but we'll unload anybody that has some uh, some value for picks. And we will try to reload in the off season and go for a uh, a draft lottery pick in the top five to try to get somebody worth building the franchise around. But uh, yeah, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch, it's, uh, and, uh, and it's not, it sucks as a fan to, you know, you paid, uh, especially like, I don't know so much for Philadelphia because the expectations were really, really high. But uh, uh, for us, the Edmonton Oilers, who everybody was, you know, tell, they're a shoe-in for the Stanley Cup, and they had, they're out of the playoffs already with 12 games left, and you paid, uh, you know, $185 or 250 or more for an even better ticket. To go watch a team where they get the games are totally meaningless. Well. Wow. Um, how
1: about how about my I know
0: my Flyers aren't tanking, but I don't know Your their flyers current status
1: Have are hanging yet? in
0: there and look like they're gonna make it. They uh yeah. they've played fairly well in the second half of the season. They they started pretty slow. But they've been uh And they're they're not – I'm just looking because I don't know off the top of my – I know they're in the playoff picture right now. Uh, Let's see. They are – well, yeah, I mean, they hold the first wild card spot, but they're only a point. The way the NHL playoffs works is the top three in each division uh, by record, and then the top two regardless of where they came from. So right. they're, they're, they're in the first wild card, but they're only a point out of getting back into the third spot, um, which I'd really like to see because then they'll play Pittsburgh. And I'd really mm-hmm. like that would be a, a, a matchup that hockey fans would, I'm sure, love, and I'm sure Philadelphians would also love because they love to hate Mr. Crosby.
1: Yeah, Crosby, they hate each rival.
0: Up. Yeah, <clears throat> otherwise they're going nice to play um, – well, actually, I guess if they don't if they don't finish there, they'd get uh, Philadelphia or they would get uh, Washington, which I don't think there's a bit of a rivalry there too, from what I know.
1: A little bit. Um, Not as much as Ovechkin, Pittsburgh, obviously, but no, Ovechkin seems yeah, no to, uh, from from the little bit of memory and knowledge I have, maybe it's changed in the recent years, but. Uh, a couple years ago I bet seemed to Not play very well Against the Flyers
0: Oh We have a guest Hold on I'm back You're on Mr. Bush
1: Back in I'm the back nick from... of time
0: Yeah you're Back with so four minutes tired. left
2: Well I handled What I had to handle So I'm back
0: Now you sound like You're not on the outside Of an airplane But perhaps you're in the bottom Of a deep 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 tunnel uh, you know, West Virginia, what are you going to do? Good news, oh, uh, no. the uh, Nate, Nate Bush is depressed, ladies got well,
1: I, well, I know Nate he Bush didn't me. fall down a well. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> Timmy Man got eaten by one. Timmy, go get Lassie. I brought TR <laughs> instead. Will that do? Tomato tomorrow. I, I don't know. But... <laughs> Uh, the Timberwolves yep.
2: have clinched a winning season For the first time In 14
0: years
1: Well That's yet, a step it, in the right yet, direction And yet could
0: still not make the playoffs Yes This is true Sadly But they did win tonight They beat the Knicks tonight And the Jazz
2: lost To the Spurs
0: So
1: There's that I bet them. you, I bet okay. you if I got in my car right now and drove to Center City at the Aloft or the uh, Wyndham or the whatever that other hotel is down there, that I'd see uh, two buses and uh, I'd see the Minnesota Timberwolves getting into Philly early so that they can be up to shoot around tomorrow. They probably are. I mean, only two hours away. New York, so they probably are already there. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'll tell you what, TR, next season, providing when the game, if the game's on a weekend,
0: and uh, the Wolves roll into Philly next season on a weekend, I'm coming up. Fuck it. Of course you oh sir. sir, I hate to break it to you, sir, but you will not be going anywhere next year. Or doing anything except being super dad. Uh uh, I'm not be able to get it. I'm not be able to get it, maybe. Uh, well, let's right put it here this way: there. if you pull that off, that's going to cost you because that uh, there's going to be a trade involved there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I
2: did. I did land Metallica works. tickets. I did land Metallica tickets for next
0: year. Uh, the fiance has already agreed to allow me to go. so oh, yeah! What a woman. We're down to a minute and uh, thirty seconds, gentlemen. So
2: minute thirty, I'm our... just getting
0: warmed up. Well, that's what I. That's what I told Tom. I feel like I, I could you know, I could go for another hour and a half without any trouble here. We didn't even get to the end of the second two games here.
1: Well, that's good because I'll yeah. get to watch them and cough out what I've been holding
0: in this whole damn time. <laughs> what What's the scores, Tim? Real quick We're uh, 62-55 for Duke We have three and a half minutes left Come on, and Texas And Texas Tech Is 50-43 Over Purdue But there's still 10 minutes left in that game So that you one is hold not Hold on to your
1: seats Since you guys are together And I, I am having a coughing spell That I'm suppressing Would you mind if I took the exit out early?
0: Oh, no, no, by all means, have a have a go and uh, deal with your throat issues.
1: All right, I love um, you two weirdos from different places in, on Earth, and I will be <laughs> in
0: touch. I love you personally. I love you personally. Right, personal. Okay. Care. Peace. Well, Tim, you're
2: talking to a guy that's been kicked out of the mother,
0: shit. How does that make you feel? I feel kind of special with the 12 seconds left to go. You're the last minute standing in there. Seven. Six. Anyways, thanks for listening. Anyone who did, uh we might be back tomorrow or an hour or in three weeks, who knows?